This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, a pastor in the house, Pastor Rotimi Uluagbohun. Remain blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Yes, those songs are evergreen. They are ever alive because they are about our God. They are about our God. And um, it is unto him we have come. It is unto him we have gathered. And unto him we give all glory, honor, praise, adoration, thanks, and every other thing that you can use to extol him is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We appreciate you, Lord, for another time where we could come together to sit at your feet, to hear from you, to listen to your spirit, teach us what is in your heart for us today. We receive with thanksgiving. We are joyful because you have our best good at heart. You have our interest at heart. You you want us to fulfill all our days. You want us to be the best we can be because that is what you have written. The best that we can be is what you have written concerning us. Thank you because your plans and your purposes, they are forever. They do not shift and we are an integral part of that plan. We give you praise for the grace that you have called us out to be partakers of this plan and the eventual results. All glory be unto you in Jesus' name. We receive insight from your word. We receive help from you, both the listeners and the speaker, and as many that will contribute. Lord, we ask that you will give us utterance by your spirit. As many that will ask questions, we ask for illumination to their questions. We receive answers by your spirit. Thank you, Father, for all that you will do here this morning. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We also pray for all our mothers in the house. We give God glory for their lives. Thank you for all that you have done for them. Thank you for making them mothers, making them women. Thank you because your eternal plan for them, they will fulfill in the name of Jesus. They represent a part of you. And indeed, they fulfill that part well in the name of Jesus. Every aspect of their lives that they still need help, Spirit of God, we ask that you will be their helper. You will be their guide. You will be their teacher. You will be their standby. You will be their advocate. In areas where they are strong, help them to be consistent. In areas where they are weak, be their strength. Glory be to your name, Father. We continue to celebrate you in their lives in the name of Jesus. Glory be to your name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. As some of us are sitting down, let's stand up now. And let's stand up, let's stand up. And then the women can now sit down. And every other person can now celebrate the women. Eh? Let's celebrate our mothers. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate them. Celebrate them now. Uh, uh, what is happening? We celebrate you. As someone will say, we jubilate you. Uh, we give God praise for your lives. Thank God for all that he has done 
in your lives yet, and you will still do. And we also celebrate our mothers that are not here with us today. Most, some of them have transited, some of them are still with us, uh, but not in this location. We thank God for how he has used them to uh, mold our lives, to shape us into who we are today, and also for uh, how they have helped us, their husbands or their sons, to become men today. Glory be to the name of the Lord. And um, we believe that those foundations that have been laid, we are building and will continue to build to achieve the desired purpose and plans of the Father in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, so we are in class. Welcome to class. Uh, this is the school of the world. Those online, you're welcome. God bless you. Uh, we do not have a whiteboard or a chalkboard. We'd have loved to do some writing, but then it's fine. We will make use of our manuals, and you have your virus to write as well. We'll be doing some writing today. Um, I mean, this topic or the theme of our school of the world this time, typically, of course, from the last two topics, building on our understanding of what the church is or what uh, the local church is. Praise the Lord. I believe if you flip to the front page of your manual, you will see the theme there, understanding the place of the local church, right? Amen? All right, so the theme we have been considering is understanding the place of the local church, part one. And by the grace of God, our senior pastor led us into this study uh, with the church and the eternal purpose of God. And Brofola also followed up with his, uh, with the topic he took, which is the church and the kingdom. And from these two topics, we can basically understand that the church has been in God's mind from the very beginning. Praise the Lord. God knew Adam and Eve were going to fall, and he made a plan for that. And he also ensured that there were, uh, sorry, the pathway through which his purposes and plans, that is, his eternal purpose and plan was going to be achieved, will not shift. Praise the Lord. Even though man was frail, even though the devil was deceptive, is deceptive, they were all still serving the purpose of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because the revelation eventually of God's Son, as Jesus Christ, made us or brought us to a, 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 a knowing that indeed God has this in his plan from the very beginning. Because if you look at how it started with man, of course, Adam and Eve sinned. Several other people followed God at some point or the other. He revealed himself to them, talking about Noah, talking about Enoch, and so on and so forth. And then Abraham came into the scene, and God walked with Abraham, or he walked with God, rather. And eventually, several other people coming from Abraham were uh, part of the story until the nation Israel was born. Praise the Lord. And after that, we be, we, uh, uh, several prophetic words came from prophets, from psalmists like David, and so on and so forth, of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And that morphed into uh, eventual the birth 
eventually rather, the birth of Jesus and all that he did here on earth, showing us the way of God. Praise the Lord. That is righteousness. He personified righteousness. Eventually, he died, uh, which was part of the plan. Uh, he was buried. He rose again and he ascended to heaven. And of course, he transmitted uh, the life that he has already called us or planned that we walk in into us by first asking us or letting us know that we just need to believe in all that he has done, believe in him, accept him, and then come into a place where we begin to trust the very words that he has spoken. The Bible says that his word are what cleanse us. They wash us, right? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So let's open our manuals. Let's open our manuals. Uh, as we go deeper into the study. Amen. And of course, part of the things that uh, Bro Fola, I was almost calling him Pastor Fola, well, uh, what is going to come is going to come. Right? Praise the Lord. I jokingly call him area pastor. But then, what is going to come, according to the will of God, will come. Not just for him, but as many that the oil is on top. Eh? You can't run away. Praise the Lord. So he spoke about um, how God extended or ex- intended to extend his kingdom here on earth. Talked about, of course, I've talked about that already. The uh, Adam and Eve, the, the patriarchs, uh, Israel, uh, the Gentile kings, and so on and so forth. And then Jesus Christ, and now the church. Praise the Lord. And in Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus introduced the concept of the church. Amen? Jesus introduced what? The concept of the church. And he introduced himself also as the head of the church. That is, he was the foundation and also the head. Amen? It was the found is the foundation rather, and also the head. So he introduced the church also as a platform through which the kingdom of God was going to be extended, and um, on and on. Today we are looking at the universal church. So, um, as many that have their manuals, please bring them out. If you do not have a manual, can I see your hand? It is important that we have this document because it is a document that we will always go back to, right? It's the document we would always go back to. It's a foundational document that will help us to understand as we go through the topics, um, the intent of God for establishing the church and why and how our involvement is critical or crucial to the fulfillment of God's purpose and plans. So for everyone... Sorry, our sister, you're welcome. What's your name? Juliet. All right. So, Juliet, our sister Juliet, God has a plan for you in his church, right? And if you submit or release yourself to him, right, that plan will be fulfilled and you will be part of his eternal purpose and plans, right? So, everyone that is created, sister Goodness, Sister Ruth, Sister Debbie, every one of us are part of 
God's eternal purposes and plans. It is um, now a, would you call it, um, an anomaly where you say you are part of the church and you are not doing or you are not involved in what you are meant to be doing according to God's plan and purposes. Hence, you need to, first of all, if you say you are part of a family, you need to understand that, okay, the family has a surname, right? And that surname is what you carry around. Unless today, you know, people are now disowning surnames. They are adding or removing or changing entirely. But of course, where God, you know, there are some surnames that are not um, uh, part of God's intent. You can't call yourself some, some names because they don't reflect who you are in Christ. All right, so like for me, while I think I was in secondary school then, when my father changed our name from Oshubon to Oluagbon. And yeah, we were formerly Oshubon. And uh, we, I just saw a document, or rather, of course, he called us together and told us that, guys, we are going to be changing our name from Oshubon to Oluagbon. And I was like, okay. Of course, I also had, I was not comfortable with that name before. So, but it was a welcome uh, news, welcomed news, rather. And, of course, that name uh, further emphasized the fact that we are believers, one, that's Oluwagbun, and then two, the fact that um, it will continue to speak about the things that, or who God is in our lives, because the, the, the meaning of the name is Oluwagbun means uh, God hears, right? Some people say Oluwagbun means that is God hears me, right? But then that name as we speak, or as we call our names, it reminds us of who God is and what he does. Praise the Lord. That is, he hears. Amen? And as the church, when we call ourselves the church, we are being reminded of what God has intended us to be. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So in Matthew 16, from verse 13 to 19, um, there was an account, or there is an account of Jesus engaging his disciples and asking them a question. Who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I am? Let's read it. Robio, please help us with that passage of scripture. Matthew 16, 13 to 19. When Jesus came into this region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, Who do men say that I am? that I, the Son of Man, am. So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I, I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjono, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Brother Now, uh, that passage of Scripture, or that account, establishes or introduces the church one and what the church was meant to be doing. Praise the Lord. Or 
what the church was meant to represent. Amen. First of all, Jesus needed to clarify. Who do men say that I am? Praise the Lord. I think it was Bishop Oedeko that said, when the, uh, the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. In, in the same manner, when the reason for a name is not, or the, an identity is not known, then there is confusion. Praise the Lord. There is what? Confusion. For example, if you call somebody a carpenter, right? If you call somebody a what? A carpenter. What is he meant to be doing? Furniture, okay. Same furniture. Okay, furniture. Apart from furniture, roofing. Thank you very much. All right, apart from roofing, nothing else. Okay. Carpenters also make um, package or packaging materials or packaging crates, so to speak. So they have several purposes, right? So if you also call, if, if you look at that carpenter and you say, ah, oh, please, I have a plumbing issue. Come and fix this for me. What is the best result you would have from that experience? With broken pipes. <laughs> broken pipes. Okay, broken pipes. Okay, in case the pipes were not broken. That is, the man just tried, okay, if I put this and this. I mean, he was trying to use his experience. Hmm? Praise the Lord. So, what other things can happen? He can create what? A box for the leakage. Yeah, but... so in case it's leaking, there is a box holding it. <laughs> so, his wisdom will help him to create a box. So, where the leakage is, he will now put the box there for you to hold the water. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> that would be interesting. Of course, you will have many other holes and many other leakages in the house. Praise the Lord. So you don't, you don't ask a carpenter to do a plumbing work. Neither do you ask a tailor to do a carpenter's work. You know, they were, growing up then, you would have several experiences. Uh, you sew a cloth, and then you, you wear the cloth. For example, you give the cloth to a tailor, right? And then you wear the cloth as a young man or a young boy. And one of your uncles just sees you and says, Ah, is it the carpenter that sold your clothes? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Is it a carpenter that sold your clothes? For you? Why? Because everywhere is sharp. Everywhere is, you know, pointed. The edges are like uh, robots. Praise the Lord. I know there's, I used to jokingly say, of course, it was the experience we had growing up where our, our mom, who loves us so much, God bless her, will ask us to go sew French suits. And then they will now push shoulder pads. So the Pastor Fumi and the Ring Pastor sharing this story. Wear shoulder pads, put the shoulder pads and okay, suits have shoulder pads, right? But not this kind of shoulder shoulder pads that go higher than, you know. And then you now look like <laughs> praise the Lord. Very interesting sights then. And very interesting colours. I mean, well, I know she she loved she loved colors, uh, but we as men, we we're all men in the house. We really didn't fancy those colors, like orange French suits, purple French suits. You can imagine me in purple French suits. 
Praise the Lord. Very interesting days. Glory to Jesus. Of course, you can't ask us to wear those now. Amen. So, all right. So, Jesus wanted to establish something. His identity. Because once the understanding of who he is is confused, then their understanding of how they are to relate with him becomes a problem. Praise the Lord. For example, if you see a man, and then you say, or rather the man says he's a woman, or he feels like a woman, and says he's, what do they call them? Transgender or whatever. Your ability to relate with that person becomes difficult. Why? First of all, you don't know whether to, because you have seen a man, you don't know whether to relate with him as a man or based on what he has said. Praise the Lord. How many of us have had that kind of experience? I know doctor has. Right? Doctor. Doctor. Answer us now. Doctor is a, I mean, he works, he has worked rather with um, a lot of programs and one of those programs had to relate with that. But then, would you want to share an experience with us, doctor? Identity crisis, that's what we are doing. Okay. Hmm? Um, okay, thank you. When it comes to identity crisis, well, the experience I have, you see people in terms of gender specifically. Yes. You see people who find it difficult to really identify who they are yes. as a person. And uh, they tell you all kinds of, and um, with pride, they show their confusion with pride. <laughs> so to tell you, some will tell you, you are just seeing this physical body, but I'm a as a as a woman, but I'm a man. Some will tell you, I may decide to be a man today, but tomorrow I'm no more a man. I'm now a woman. Mm. Some will tell you, I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. I'm just a person. I'm just a person. So person. when you are referring to me, don't use he, don't use she, just use whatever. I don't know. At least the, the number of gender identity that we have now, counting can be less than 10. Wow. If it's, yes. That's the level of confusion. Yes. Some will tell you, um, it, I, I decide what I want to be part time. Per day? Yes. So today, today you I'm might be a, a woman, woman. Today, tomorrow might I be a man. I don't have identity. Today I am this. Too. So it's, 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 the confusion is so serious that yeah, uh, so, uh, people I, are just confused. Yeah, really. So they don't really identify. The devil... at, at the end of sorry, sir, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, when they now grow older, some realize their mistake, but to correct some of the things they've done is right, difficult because they've taken permanent action based on temporary mindsets. Mindsets. Thank you. May the Lord deliver them, and may the Lord help us also to present Him to them to, and the power of God bringing clarity and light into their confusion, and the confusion disappears in Jesus' name. The truth is, the identity of a person or the identity of any group of persons uh, has a lot to play with how others see them, right, and how they carry out their responsibilities. For example, today is Modern Sunday, right? And before some of our mothers came in, we have celebrated you a bit. Today is for you. So we celebrate you all through today. So happy Mother's Day to those who were not here earlier. But we say mothers. Why? Because there is an identity to mothers. There is something that mothers represent, right? And for mothers, 
outside of that identity, outside of that representation, they do not function properly. Praise the Lord. Same thing for men. God created them male and female for a purpose. For a purpose. And once that understanding is destroyed or confused, then you have all manner of uh, situations. Now, Jesus needed to establish the fact that they knew him for who he was. However, he was able to get feedback. Some called him Elijah. Some called him one of the prophets and so on. And then he asked them, who do you say that I am? And in verse 15, Peter said, no, verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus immediately responded. He said, blessed are you, Simon, by Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. In other words, he used two birds, sorry, he used one stone to kill two birds there. One is, he was able to establish to the hearing of all of them who he was from the response of Peter. Right? And then two, to also let them know that this understanding cannot come by flesh and blood, but rather by revelation. By revelation. So every one of us seated here, we are seated here because of the revelation of Christ that we have received. Amen. By the revelation of Christ that we have what? Received. We accepted his sacrifice. We accepted his, the love of the Father. We accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord. Now, referring back to the last topic, uh, page 8, where uh, Rafala was taking us through how does God extend his kingdom in the earth? In, in the number 6, the Bible says that, uh, sorry, the manual says here right, that the church is the last instrument of the kingdom before the king of the kingdom returns. Praise the Lord. Before the king of who? Of what? The kingdom returns. And the church needed to be properly established. Amen? God had related with the patriarchs. He had related with uh, Adam and Eve. He had related with Israel as a nation. And he has also related with uh, Gentile kings to make aware the understanding of who he is, one, and then two, his sovereignty. Praise the Lord. I mean, think of how God interact, interacted with King Nebuchadnezzar. And then at, at different times with some other kings. But for Nebuchadnezzar, the time he was becoming pompous and he decided to say, Look at the kingdom that I have built with my hand. What happened? Say, ah. So you think you built this with your hand. God showed him his sovereignty. A man turned to an animal. That is what can happen. Not just then. It can still happen now. Because God is still the same. Praise the Lord. A man turned to an animal. And for how many years? He was in the bush. Eating grass. And drinking from uh, wherever. I don't know how his system, that is his uh, digestive system, was able to undo that. But God needed to show him that, man, you are just man. I am God. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. And then we also have, uh, of course, Jesus blessed uh, Peter, rather, for acknowledging, or rather, he acknowledged and recognized the revelation, like I said earlier, and then also established that he is the rock. Amen? He is the rock. And um, when you talk about that rock, you're talking about a foundational rock. That's Petra in Greek. Because the use of the words there, they might look like English words plainly, but then they had different meanings. So Petra meant a massive rock that is a foundational rock, typically serving the purpose of a foundation. And he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon this rock, I will do what? Build my church. Let's open to 1 Corinthians 3 verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 10. Quickly, if you are there, you can read. Someone else open to chapter 10 verse 4. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, Jesus Christ. So we recognize that Jesus Christ is the foundation of the church. Praise the Lord. He is what? The foundation of the church. He is the uh, Petra, that is the foundational rock. And from that rock, every other rock is cut out. We take our nature from the foundational rock. So you don't just bring wood and place it on a rock. In fact, Jesus here helped us to understand that the material that you are building with should not just be any other material. It should come from me. The constituent, what it contains, every other thing, the characteristic of that material should actually be from me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hence, he said, Peter, when he called him Peter, Peter means Petros, which is a small rock from a bigger one. Right? He said, Peter, and he more or less let us know that, yes, Peter, you are right now a symbol of the many Peters. So we can all call ourselves Peter, so to speak. Right? But, because now, in terms of interpretation of the name. Now, Peter meant Petros, a small rock out of a larger one. And in First Peter 2, verse, I think that was verse 5, talking about living stones. Jesus, or Peter, by the Spirit of God, was letting us know that he, Jesus Christ, is the cornerstone, the living stone, the main stone, right? But then, we all, as living stones, we are being built into a spiritual house. And that spiritual house, today we call, I mean, right then and even till, till date, we still call that spiritual house the church. Praise the Lord. So, I believe we are now forming... An understanding. We are, we are having an understanding of why the church is called the church. Why we are called church. I mean, I believe largely a lot of us or all of us here already know when you say church, who we are referring to or what we are referring to. But then, this will help us to be able to explain better to those that we are speaking to or are trying to counsel or trying to give understanding to with respect to being a Christian or becoming a Christian or even going to church. There are some that will say, I mean, I, I've given my life to Christ. I can stay at home and be watching um, the screen, right? Online church and all of that. 
and I don't need to go to any local assembly. I don't need to go to any church. Praise the Lord. Or rather, be part of any local church. Praise the Lord. However, that is a wrong notion. So by extension, we are all little rocks uh, that are from or taking up the constituent of the foundational rock. So, the, so from this passage of Scripture, just highlighting a few things that we need to pay attention to. And then in verse 19, the Bible says here that, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be what? Bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What does that mean? What does that mean? When we say, when the Bible says that whatever we bind here on earth will be bound in heaven, and when we lose anything on earth, it is loosed in heaven. What, what does that mean? Who would want to bail the cat before I nominate you? Seeming bro, Ernest is uh, being filled with the spirit right now. He's oscillating. So can you give us what the spirit is saying to you, right? God bless you. Let's receive. Okay, um, for the scripture, what it just simply means that he has given us the authority. Okay. The authority to take charge. He has okay. given us the authority. You should, yeah, to take charge of territories. He has given us the authority to change destinies. He has given us. Hmm. Yes, that's simply given us authority, authority to change destinies. As a powerful statement. So, how do we change destinies? Praise the Lord. Don't mind me. Go on. Go on. You're done. Okay. Um. In in cases of. Okay, let me just leave it like that. He has given us, he has given us the authorities to actually right. change things. Thank you very much. Uh, who else? Bro Jude. I thought I saw him now. Okay, just behind you, Bro Bio. Please give him the mic. Oh, you have a wonderful reach to him. You have a mic there already. So, the verse, the verse we are looking at, verse 19, Bro Jude. Bible says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What does it mean to you? Quickly. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What um, Brother Ennis said is basically the summary of that particular verse. Because for you to be able to um, bound something on earth and bound in heaven, you must be given the authority to carry that out. Okay. So the summary is authority. 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 Delegated authority anyway. All right. Pastor Show. Recently, this story came back to no, mind. And I've just been, you know, some few days now, each time I remember it, you know, I just wonder. I worked with someone some more than 10 years ago, and uh, we were just talking about family, 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 and then suddenly the guy said, ah, in his family, mm. there are two people that everybody is afraid of. These people are women, or they are not men, but the whole family is afraid of them because once these two women decide that whatever it is that they are discussing is not going to stand, that's the end of the matter. Wow. And they are not witches, oh, they are Christians. <laughs> the, the, the first person is his mom, and the second person is his mom's sister. He said, those two women, they fear them because if they don't agree, mm. before people used to think whether they are doing jazz, but they now realize that it's prayer. Mm. The two of them, 
One say, okay, don't worry. They, they, come, come, come. Let's sit down and discuss the matter. Because they just realized that when these two women don't agree with anything, they will go and pray, and that's the end. So he now said there was one of his uncles. That was what even brought about the story. That everybody was talking to him. This girl is a bad girl. Leave this girl alone. Somebody just said, to marriage. don't worry. Yes, that. Let's report him to auntie. And that was the end no. of the matter. How <laughs> the relationship broke. Till today, nobody knows. They just know that within a very short time, this man stopped chasing that, as in they just didn't see that girl in the family again. So authority went to agree on anything. Yes, so... In line with God's will, that exactly. is. Exactly. In line with God's will, it shall be done. So, so that, that gives you an understanding of the power that God has given to you and I. The authority that God has given to you and I, I mean, it goes without saying that we are most times are walking short of that authority. Because the truth is, by the time we realize and begin to weld that authority, a lot of things would shift. I know for, for me, of course, apart from stories of family in, within the family and all of that, I mean, I said this before, my mom, when, because she's, she usually was at home with us during holidays and all of that, uh, when there is issue, or rather, of we fighting in the house, six boys, right? So it's not a small, not, not a small matter. You have six boys growing up at a point, uh, okay, at a point four of us or so, or even, yeah, we're teenagers. When you have teenage boys, four, at the same time, in the same house, where and I mean because for me has an idea of how a house looks like so she she likes it like this <laughs> and when we are scattering everywhere and and then mom just comes out from her room holy spirit take control <laughs> holy spirit take control but she she's not She's not talking to us, but she's talking to us. Praise the Lord. So, Holy Spirit, take control. And she can do that for like, give or take 30 seconds, one minute, depending on the intensity. And just walk back into our room. Praise the Lord. All of a sudden, everybody just takes alignment. You know, we just form our... We take our form of calmness and uh, then there is peace. Praise the Lord. Why? Because she believes that the Holy Spirit will take control. I mean, living like that every day of your life helps you to be able to understand is done and then implement the authority of the Lord Jesus anywhere. Personally, in my office, there are times, I mean, I've, go, I've gone through very interesting periods. And sometimes I look at myself, I say, why or how did you get here? Why and how are this happening to you? And you mean, of course, working in, a, in an organization, you meet all manner of people with different character, with different ideologies, with different philosophies about life. And then you also have believers amongst them and all of that. But where you have 
person who is above you, and everybody's afraid of that person. Of course, things begin to happen, right? And anytime we are going into meetings, I became very, very uh, prayerful for that person, particularly. So that when we go into meetings, his influence as a person will just fizzle out. And the Holy Spirit will take control. Each time that I, I mean, we are going into a meeting, even if it is one minute prayer, three minutes prayer, as long as I declare the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ before that meeting, as long, I mean, as for me, used to talk about someone that she worked with and more or less she named him Fejeron. You know what Fejeron means? At least if I pray for this person, he behaves. If I don't pray for him, something happens. So that was exactly what was happening. Each time I prayed, before going into a meeting, all of a sudden, everything just turns around right. Why? Because there is an authority in the name of Jesus that he has given to us so weld as believers, as the church. And if we do not take hold of that authority, then we become just like an ordinary man. Amen. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So authority has been delegated to the church to bind and lose here on earth. So 1A, the New Testament meaning or definition of the church has almost been lost to us because of the variety of ways in which this word is used Today, praise the Lord. Now, what does that mean? How, how have we lost in the church generally now the meaning of the word church? Can someone help out? How have we lost the meaning of that word church? Or what are the several definitions, let me put it that way, that people have about the word church? Sister Evelyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or oh, you are not here in the spirit with us. The sister wants to help you out. Oh yeah, give it to Sister Diola. Hmm, you ran. Hallelujah. Well, the first definition is the one that we used to give or they used to give to the children. The church mm. is a place where on Sunday, where people used to go and gather to worship. That's the first normal general definition. They define church. Mm. A place. And you know, interestingly, if you type church, for some of us that have our phones on our hands right now, just go to Google, type church, check the meaning of the word church. The first meaning you see. And let us know. I don't want to talk about it. Just do that. Then, yeah, <laughs> a building. So even the world have defined church to be what a building, a physical building. Now we are still a building as a spiritual house, right? But then, this definition refers to a physical building. And that is what had been for many, many, many years. In fact, centuries. 
Today, if you go to Europe, if you go to Europe, right, what are the major, major monuments that you will see? Cathedrals. Thank you. Cathedrals. And these cathedrals were built by poor people who slaved to get money and buy blocks. I mean, they invested so much in the cathedrals to ensure that those cathedrals were looking beautiful. Today, they are now museums or tourist sites where people go to and take pictures. But that wasn't the intent of the Father. That wasn't the intent of the church. B says, your definition of the church is important because whatever, you de- whatever your definition, it d- will determine where you put your time and effort. So they spent time and effort and energy in building those cathedrals. And not just in Europe, even all over the world, you find it happen. That the understanding of what the church is, is the building. And, such, and as such, rather, you find people spending so much time and effort and energy in building very grandiose, extravagant structures. More like trying to go close to Solomon's temple in terms of class and status. But then, that doesn't mean also, I mean, for us, right? That doesn't mean also that we are to just have a shabby building where we gather, right? That doesn't mean that the building where we meet shouldn't be okay, right? But it's not the priority as much as our spiritual growth or our spiritual lives. Praise the Lord. For the early church, the Bible says they met both in the temple and from house to house. So anywhere they met, I mean, for some of us, we started, if you, if you started a church or were part of a church that started in, uh, was part of a church that started in a, 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 I mean, a sitting room or secondary school classroom or under a tree or at a restaurant or a bar. Can I see your hand? All right. Okay, a few of us. Some of us have had it like two or three times. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, so you, 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 you understand when they say house to house. Or you understand when they say the church building is not so much. I mean, or else you would have, first of all build the church building before you begin to gather people. So the understanding of the church helped us to say, ah, no, wherever we are, let us meet. House fellowship, right? Have it as life centers. That's what we called it in Lagos then. Life centers and all that. I think we'll be stopping here, but then next week we will continue. There are so much, to, there's so much rather to learn. We'll look at the denominations. We'll look at, apart from, because part of the things that we need to understand and which should actually form part of our understanding, knowledge in being able to appropriately relate with other local assemblies or relate with other Christians, is the history of what or how the church began. Somehow, I've been so much drawn into church history for a long time now. And that's why we are having our missions uh, with the children. But we need to also have this knowledge. Apart from the children, there are so many things that the children know that some of us adults don't know right now. And why? Because knowledge or interest or exposure to it. 
But then the Lord will help us. With time, we would have these uh, opportunities. Praise the Lord. So next week, we will go deeper. But just take this as a note. The universal church, right, goes beyond you and I. However, the church starts with you and I. That is the understanding of the church. How you will relate with that term. Right? Starts with you and I. Praise the Lord. So the, the, the efforts and time that we need to put into what that concept of church is, is actually more spiritual than physical. Amen? It's more what? Spiritual than physical. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Let's rise up on our feet. Father, we thank you for the knowledge of your word. Thank you for the understanding that you needed the church to be properly grounded and established. Hence, you introduced the church yourself. You also helped us to come into understanding that you are the foundation of the church. And you are also the head of the church. From you, all things flow as it relates to the church. Lord, we submit to your will. We submit to your grace. We submit to your help. We submit to your leading. We submit to the character that you bear, that you project, such that we will indeed be a reflection of you here on earth in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we go deeper in the subsequent weeks on this topic, we ask that you would open our eyes to the realities of this concept, the church, that we might relate properly and also teach others to do the same in the name of Jesus. All glory be unto you, Lord. Take our control of the rest of the meeting. Glorify the Father, Spirit of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.